Welcome to Unpopular Black Thoughts. So, um, all right, I guess I'll explain my list. I mean, I don't know, because after listening to your explanation, I might just have to agree with your list and throw mine out the window. <laughs> so, but, I mean, you made some great valid points, so that's that's why I appreciate if you want to have an argument. Like, you can say, what's his name? You can say anything. You could say Dennis Rodman better than Jordan for all I care. Just make sure you have the argument to back it up. Be like, more rebounds, more blocks. What about steals, though? Mm. <laughs> what about steals, nice. though? All right. So, like I said, number 10, I have Larry Bird. Well, I'm a, first of all, I'm, I, my list is based off of skill, accolades, numbers, um, also just, like, the effect that they had on their team. So, um, yeah, number 10, I have Larry Bird. No, he's – one of the be- he's one of the greatest shooters of all time. He's one of the first guys to like consistently hit the three point shot, right? And like base his game off of that. And career wise, he averaged twenty four points a game for his whole career, which is good. But uh, numbers wise, total wise, he ha- he has twenty one thousand seven hundred ninety one points and eight eight thousand nine hundred seventy four rebounds. Uh, one thousand five hundred fifty-six steals, and yeah, you know, he's everybody like to say Bird was that unathletic white guy, but I mean, you know, he was still able to hit the shots. He made some. He's a good defender, honestly, and um, he's very he's an underrated defender, and you know, he just has he has that hustle. Like people, listen, he makes those clutch plays. Like what was that? I think it was one play. Like he he stole the inbound, passed it to his teammate, and he hit the game winning shot. Yeah. Something like that. Um, yeah, like he's able to make those plays, and his three point percentage career wise is thirty seven point six percent. So that's that's actually pretty good. That's for, actually good. yeah, and especially because of the fact that the three point line was just put in when Larry Bird was in the exactly. Game. So, and also he has fifty nine career triple doubles. I just wanted to put that out there, and accolades. He he's a Hall of Famer. Twelve. He's a twelve-time All Star, three-time NBA champ, ten-time All NBA, three-time All Defensive First Team. He was Rookie of the Year and the, on the All Rookie Team. Uh, he was the eighty-one, eighty-two All Star MVP, two-time Finals MVP, and a three-time League MVP. So he has like he has the accolades. He was the he was the guy in Boston, and they were you know at the time they were the team to beat in in the East. And um, I just think, you know, just for putting him down here was just, um, you know, like, like he did have a shorter career. That's not the main reason. Like, he had a shorter career. But to me, he just wasn't as dominant or he didn't have an effect as, like, the other people on this list, like, ahead of him. But, I mean, you know, he had a great effect on his teammates. Um, uh, yeah, like, you know, he wasn't do- he wasn't dominant. But, I mean, he was the first, he was the first guy where he was like, all right, we actually have to defend this three-point line consistently throughout the game, yep. right? Like, He did evolutionize the game. Yeah, Not, and also, I just want to point out, we, we all know the infamous story. He was at the three-point contest All-Star Weekend, showed up in his warm-up outfit and beat everybody <laughs> and just walked off. Like, 
um, Larry Bird, you could say he's the greatest white guy to play. I don't want to bring race into it, but I mean, hey. I just... <laughs> we admit, all right, maybe. I'm, maybe. But I mean, yeah, he was the first guy to consistently um, hit those three pointers, and he was. He was running the floor for the team, like he was making sure everybody was where he was at. He was a he was a great defender. That was a two. Yep. That was the best part about his game was the three point and his defense. Yep. All right. Now we get the number nine. We got Hakeem the Dream, who I'm just about to put him at my number four after Jalen's argument. <laughs> but um, he was a Hall of Fame. Oh, also, this reminds me of the thirty for thirty I saw on that Houston team. He was in on in college. And they had like the five slam, but was the five slam a jam? Yep. Thing like they had that group. It was like him and Clyde. That that was a good thirty for thirty. And his story was honestly hilarious. How he ended up playing for the for the Houston team in college. He literally got, I think it was like four tickets to four different schools or something. He said which which um which area was the most like Africa weather wise, and they said Houston, so they sent them to Houston. That was just <laughs> fun. I just had to throw that in there. It was just hilarious to me, but um. Yeah, Hakeem, one of the best centers of all time, dominant. And like we said, we like Jalen said, he didn't have any all star superstar or Hall of Fame help. And no, we said, you know, if Jordan wasn't playing in the nineties, more players would other players would have gotten rings, right? And we saw that when um when Jordan was out for those two years, Hakeem took advantage of that. That's like this year when Golden State was injured and stuff, and they saw Kawhi beat him, and Kawhi went to the West or whatever, it was like, all right, this is the first time the NBA has been open in a couple years. So they said, well, you got to take advantage of this. That was the first time the NBA has been open that decade, and Hakeem took his team and won back-to-back finals, beating Shaq and the Magic, Shaq and Penny Hardaway with the Magic. The wasn't one time. Oh. Yep. Um, numbers 26,946 career points, 3,830 blocks, 2,162 steals, and then rebounds. He had 13,748. And then, I mean, you said he, I remember you did say he was like one of the only people all time top 15 in like, what was it, the five major categories? In four major categories. Oh, four. Points, rebounds, steals, and blocks. Right. And he played 18 seasons in the NBA. And in that time, he got he's a 12-time All-Star, two-time rebound champ, three-time block champ, uh, like you said, two-time NBA champ, and two-time finals MVP on the All-Rookie team. And he was a nine-time All-Defensive player, All-Defensive team, and he was a two-time Defensive Player of the Year. And he, oh, he made 12, uh, all NBA 12 times. Hakeem was a great and dominant center, uh, for the Rockets. Arguably, he could say he's he's the best player in Rockets history. Yep. Like, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll make that argument. He definitely belongs in the top 10. Is and I think he averaged a double double for his career, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, 21 points and 11 re- total rebounds yep. for his whole career. I forgot how many blocks he averaged for his career. How many blocks? Probably. Um, blocks. He averaged three blocks per, per uh, in his career. Oh. So that speak, definitely speaks to numbers, especially in your final years in the NBA. Yeah. And he averaged three turnovers, but um, what, two assists and one steal, near two steals. 
Yeah, he's the he was a dominant center. Best, he's the best player in Rockets history. Took advantage, you know. Like I said he took advantage of uh, Michael Jordan being out, and you know he definitely helped. I think he should help Shaq too. Like his, you know, he, he for him to take his team to the finals without having a lot of without having help like that or a lot of well known help like the Michael Jordans and the Magic Johnsons and the Kareem's had. You know that's and the win back to back. That's that's impressive. And yep. um, another thing, I feel like he helped. Um, you know, he helped Shaq too, even when in the finals that they had, because Shaq, him and Shaq were going back at it. But I feel like Shaq, maybe Shaq saw something that was like, all right, I need to uh, bring something into my game from him or something. And I even remember it said um, he had. Let's not forget he's had one of the best footwork in the history of the game. Yeah. Like he was the dream shake. Yeah, yeah, the little shake, the little shimmy. Yeah, I think I've it was. I think LeBron and uh Michael, no, the LeBron and Kobe, or was it? I think it was Michael and Kobe went to see Hakeem about their footwork, like the work on it. Yeah. So that's impressive. You know, if you for you to be a big man and to have that footwork and to have guards coming to you, that's you know that's a that's how you know you had something on the game. Yep. All right. Next up, we got Magic Johnson at eight. Um, you know, he was apparently he played power forward and point guard, but um, you know, like he was, yeah, that's what I say on basketball reference. But my Magic Johnson was the first big point guard, like he was honestly, I'm not even going point guard, even though he primarily played point guard. He's he's like a power, he was like a what's the name, what's it called, the point forward, yep, or whatever. Cause like he paved the way for those guys like the now today like the Ben Simmons, the LeBrons, uh, the Giannis, the Lucas. Like he he was the very he's the first big point guard, and he just brought so much flash and flair to the game that um, you know like he he was pretty much one of the first flashiest players in the game too. Cause before it was like. What was that like the seventies and the eight like yeah sixties seventies you know it wasn't like a lot of flair really nope. it was just a bunch of fundamentals and now you got guys because you know it started to get more incorporated so that you got guys playing who were playing street ball and stuff bringing that stuff in the game you know he had the crafty passes always setting his teammates up like he was one he's one of the smartest players in the game and like you say he had that effect he led that team to the finals even the two years after without Kareem. And um, what's the name? Yeah, he just had a great impact. He's changed the uh, yeah. He had an effect on how um big men need to be. You know, his there are people looking like oh he's well he's like six seven six eight making passes like that playing the point playing point guard. I can do that. Like why not make myself well rounded? Like and we see that with LeBron. Like I said, leading the league in assists and still averaging like twenty five twenty six a night. Um, Magic, he has 138 career triple doubles, and he wasn't a big time scorer, like you said. That was Oscar Roberson, sort of like the big time scoring point guard. But um, Johnson averaged 17,707 points, or no, not average. He that's his career total, and um, he also had 10,141 career assists. So that's for you have points and assists over 10,000. You know, that shows that you're, you know, you're doing your job. You're that point guard. You're the facilitator. Um, he was, 
I feel like he was pretty – he was good on defense, too. He wasn't – I don't feel like he was like Larry Bird or Michael Jordan, but, I mean, um, you know, he was decent, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, that's what I, I would have to assume because from his stats. I mean, it wasn't like he was averaging a block a game or probably, maybe he was close to averaging a steal a game, but it wasn't like yeah, – he, oh, he almost averaged two. He averaged 1.9 steals in his career. Oh, wow. I didn't I didn't know that. So Yeah. He averaged 0.4 blocks, uh, 19 points, was 11 rebounds and seven – no, seven rebounds, 11 assists. So he almost, he almost averaged a triple-double for his whole career. And – Get this. In his entire NBA career, the only time he missed the All-Star, he missed, no. Yeah, the only time he missed out being the All-Star was two times, his sophomore year and his last year before he retired. I don't even know that. Well, it does does say Mac Johnson is uh, top 25 in steals. So, Mm -hmm. that does speak a lot of numbers. But, I mean... He's top twenty-five with steals. No, I think he's top five in assists. And for his time, yeah, play, yeah. That's he's got to. Especially, and I think he's. Uh, let's look this up right now. Especially for him to miss four seasons and come back and only play one. Yep, and it's unfortunately to it, you know, for mm-hmm. his uh, disease. Yeah. So, but um, he is twelve-time All-Star, four-time Assist Champion. Oh, he was a Steel Champion twice too. Um, mm. five-time NBA champ and three-time Finals MVP, three-time MVP, and was an All Rookie, and a ten-time All NBA. Uh, I didn't know. I didn't. Well, I knew uh, someone else, but I didn't know he was a Steel Champion. I never yeah. knew that. That's so, impressive. Yeah. And in 906 career games, he, yeah, he, that's where he averaged 19, 7 rebounds and 11 assists. So, yeah, that's pretty good. That's consistent. That's pretty consistent. The um, Yeah, he never really averaged. He only averaged uh, like 20-plus a couple times. But, I mean, even then, he still – he never averaged below 10 points. Like, he always averaged double digits. And assists, the only time he averaged below um, below double-digit assists was his first three years and his last year. So, yeah, he was the first big point. He was the first big point guard, and he had that effect on the, let's say, on, like, the rest of the NBA. And I just have him hired because, you know, he played – he played in the golden age of basketball. The golden age was the eighties and the sixties, and no, eighties and the nineties. Yep. You know that's when it was like physical, like you could do whatever pretty much. Hand check. Oh yeah, hand check. It wasn't zone defense. Yeah, you couldn't. Yeah. It was just man to man. Well, I think that was more in the nineties. That was uh, zone defense wasn't allowed. Yeah, I think no, I think zone defense started to come up in like the two thousand, like late nineties, early two thousands. Something like that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Magic John, like, he was able to, like you say, he was able to lead his team with Kareem. Like, he ran the floor with Kareem. Like, Kareem might have been the superstar. And, like, he might have been, like, the number one superstar. But Magic was the one running the floor, doing all the, being the general. Exactly. And, like you say, he led them to the championship twice without him. So Exactly. And five times 
with Kareem. So it definitely mm-hmm. it definitely does help. And 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 for the fact that I mean his best help is James Worthy and Byron Scott. Yep. And if you look at those players all the time, you can only say like James Worthy is for in my opinion, I think that James Worthy is a is a good player, but not like a I don't see him as like I see him more like a Tony Allen or right. something like that. A great defensive player, maybe a decent shooter from the mid range at that like time. a glorified glorified role player. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I mean his best help and his best help at that time was, was Kareem Abdul Jabbar. And Kareem Abdul Jabbar was probably more into his prime coming into uh the Lakers team and Magic Johnson not only led the team with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar to five championships, he definitely had a significant impact towards the Lakers' legacy as we yeah. know today because of the fact that, like, if if you look back at the Lakers' history, I mean, they, they won uh, they won some, some finals in, like, before. I think it was, like, one in the 40s. Yeah. One in the 40s, some in the 50s, and they didn't even have one until – uh, I believe 1980, and then once my, Magic Johnson, yeah, I think that was the first year that Magic Johnson ended up coming in. Magic Johnson ended up coming in like 79, 80. They won the chip. Then I think they won the chip again, lost, and then they back and forth with the Celtics. Yeah. So I mean, Magic Johnson, he was the one that was facilitating the team, like you said. And so I mean, like Magic Johnson, it, I that's why I, I idolize Magic Johnson. Like man, like yeah. He was he was definitely the floor general and the one who had the ball most of the time to to average what close to twenty points, about over ten ten assists a game. Mm-hmm. And I actually almost see a triple double. Yeah, really, yeah. And that's and I didn't well, I'm looking at the steal numbers now. I didn't know he averaged three steals a game, so that's a new thing. And that and I didn't even incorporate that. So Yeah, I'm, he's yeah, like I said, it's just the effect that he's had on, like, the other generations. Like, even Scottie Pippen, because what's his name? Pippen said he was, like, point guard going into college, and then he had his growth spurt, and he was the – um. that's when he was – I feel like Pippen kind of brought the point forward to life, I guess. Yeah. You want to say? He was a – I mean, he actually played small forward. Yeah. He, he kind of brought the point forward to life, but Magic Johnson – I would say I don't know. That's kind of I would say Magic Johnson made the con. He he basically came up with the concept. Like Magic yeah, Johnson was the first amazing. concept, but Pippen was like the one who kind of like um who took it and showed other people like hey, like yeah, what's the name? This is like a new thing now, right? But it's um, yeah. All right, so we're gonna move on to number seven where I got Tim Duncan. L. Greatest power forward of all time. One, I would say he's the most underrated player of all time. It's just because people say is. I feel like it's just because he's not flashy. You know, he's not a flashy player, but that's why they call him his nickname is Mister Fundamentals for a reason, right? Like he's yep. listen. He may not have been flashy, but he, you know, he still got the job done. He still averaged um, nineteen points in his career, but he still he still averaged over twenty for majority of like first half of his career. Um, let's see. Totals. He has twenty six thousand four hundred ninety six career points. Um, three thousand twenty blocks, one thousand twenty five steals, 
4,225 assists. Um, what's the name? Field goal 50% from the field and even 58% from, uh, no, 69% from free throw. No, he's just um like like you said, he was in that system he was in a great system with Popovich, but he was the main guy. Like yep. he was the he was really like the only superstar, really. Yep. Like uh Tony Parker, he was he was like again, he was another glorified role player. Manu Ginobili, great six man. Um what's his name? He averaged a double double in his career at nineteen points, ten rebounds. And Ada, what's the name? I don't know. But, um, yeah, like for, and he played a long career. He played from 97 to 2016. And he's played most of the games. The, I think the least amount of games he missed, uh, least amount of games he missed was 58, or the least amount of games he played, sorry, was 58 in 2011, 2012. And, um, even in his long career, he was a 15-time All-Star and 15-time All-NBA and 15-time All-Defensive uh, player, um, five-time NBA champion, two-time MVP, rookie of the year, All-Star MVP, and um, three-time Finals MVP. You know, like he's just – he's done a lot for the game. He, he, he was the Spurs' glory days. Like he was – that was when the Spurs won top and – that's another reason why Popovich is considered the best coach of all time. Obviously, it's for me, it's Phil Jackson. But, you know, he's just done a lot for that Spurs team. And he's had a – like, for him, the he's carried I – won't, I won't say he carried, but, um, you know, he's nah. been a great leader for that team. You could say that. He's the re- – uh, my- No, because he had, he had help, but it wasn't like – like, it wasn't all-star help, but it was still help. It was still better help than some other teams. Yeah, it wasn't like he consistently got help from major all star superstars. Nah. Yeah, but it was still it was still good help, you know, because Tony Parker, yeah, he was a glorified glorified role player, but he was still, you know, a good point guard. He did his job, facilitate the floor, and then Manu Ginobili came off the bench, did his thing. So I would say like he was a great leader. Le- he was a great leader. Um, made his teammates better. And led his team to uh, um to them finals, you know. And let's let's put this into perspective too. Even now, Tony Parker is not even a a top top twenty five assist leader of all time. Mm. I don't even see. No, he actually. You know what he is? I just seen. Okay. Let's get past it. He is nineteenth. With seven thousand and thirty six, and that is we only know him for Tony Parker for passing. Right, players above him consist of Tim Hardaway, Terry Porter, Terry Porter, and Lenny Wilkins, and Gary Payton and Isaiah Thomas and Andre Miller. Right, so he barely he barely made the the top twenty list. So that mm-hmm. definitely numbers when you're you know when you're known for passing. And then, plus, you, you're in the system with another great player. Yeah. You know? Now, I know this is going to be controversial. This is going to be a little bit off topic. But uh, John Stockton is the most overrated player of all time. He got, those, he got those assists because of Carl Malone. Ooh. Let's be honest. It's just pick and roll Carl Malone. But, I mean, at Carl the same Malone. time, you know you got to have – it wasn't just Carl Malone exactly. Like, you still got to have the IQ to make the passes and the touch. Yeah, I know. But uh, John Stockton. Ooh. 
But that's one of the best duos. That's one of the greatest duos, but who made that duo great? Who was the one scoring the points? You can pass all you want, but who's going to be the one scoring the points? Carl Malone does have over 30,000 points in his career. I mean, it was because John Stockton was passing the ball to him a lot, but at the same time, Carl Malone probably would have got those points. I mean, yeah, you got a point. At the end of the day. I don't know. I don't know. How so, I mean, like, so, I mean, in a, but that's going off topic, but at the same time, Tony Parker was passing to Tim Duncan a lot. Yeah. Also, I just, the best player, I would say the best player Tim Duncan has played with, with was Kawhi Leonard. And that was early. Kawhi yeah, that was early. And, like, I mean, yeah, they won the championship. But Kawhi, he was – I feel like he was just – I feel like now was his prime. Like, he yeah. was just – you know, in San Antonio, he was just getting into it. But, um, yeah, so, like, for him to consistently do that with the lack of help you know, yep. or, yeah, not, like, as much superstar help, you know. And let's also put into perspective, too. He did have he he had to try to beat the New Jersey Nets. He had to oh with Jason Kidd, the Detroit Pistons. He had to beat the Dallas Mavericks with Steve Nash and Dirk Nowitzki for for a little while. He had to beat the. They had the Boston Big Three. Yeah, he had to ended up. Well, he had to beat no. He had to deal with that too. Oh no, he had to deal with the Lakers. Oh yeah. Oh, yep, exactly. Yeah. So they had to, they definitely had to, to beat a lot of good teams. And then you had the time. Heat Big Three in the finals those two times. And this is going to be controversial too, but the San Antonio Spurs were robbed. When the Heat, game six, Ray Allen won, hit that shot. <laughs> Nobody ever talks about that play after. Right. Wide open in the corner is Danny Green. And here comes Chris Bosch. Tackled Danny Green while Danny Green was trying to make hit a shot, and Danny Green missed the shot, and no calls were left made. Out of all the calls that weren't made, first off, the rest were horrible that game. I thought that was probably that's probably the worst call since uh no, never mind. I was gonna say that I don't know because I feel I was about to say it's the worst call for the that I've heard of since the Saints and the Rams, but even though that was before, you know what I'm trying to say. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, nah, but I was, I was making fun of Chris Bosch. He didn't no, yeah. tackle him, he definitely hit him on his arm while he Pass was interference. Chris Bosch, technical, yeah, and it was, and it would have been easily Danny, Danny Green doesn't miss, so I mean, that would have definitely gave them a chance to win and seal the my old Danny Green. You gotta be specific because this is younger than yeah, Danny Green, too. LA Danny Green, bubble Danny Green. No, nah, that's something different, but Danny Green. Oh, was, yeah. No, you couldn't leave Danny Green wide open ever in the corner, especially. Oh yeah. And they knew that, and they drew it up, and it was a perfect shot. But Chris Boss ended up fouling him. So I mean, that would have been one of the probably the greatest shots ever potentially. But you know what? Yeah. It never happened because the ref didn't call it. And I stand by this for all you LeBron fans, LeBron sexuals. You know he's not getting that ring without Ray Allen. Ray Allen, he did save him. LeBron did miss that. Exactly. I was about to say that's the thing too. LeBron missed the three. He did miss that three, but I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and say like. I mean, Ray Allen did save him, but I can't blame LeBron for missing that. Oh shot. yeah, I'm not blaming. I'm just saying, like, yeah. I mean, they had to make a three to to tie it up. Yeah, 
So yeah, I mean, but um, yeah, you know, and especially for the Spurs to lose that series and to come close, and for Tim Duncan and Kawhi to go back, run it back, and beat the same team. Yeah, it's just impressive. Honestly, I feel like I put him and I put Dirk and I put Tim Duncan and Dirk on the same level because they, um, you know, they're both great power forwards, but you know, they both. They both did it, were able to win without having, like, amazing help or having super teams. Yeah, that is true. Like, had Jason Terry. Yeah, he had, he had Jason Terry, some old Jason kid. Who, who else? Maybe Sean Marion. Maybe. The, oh, yeah, the uh, jump shot, the chest jump shot. Maybe. I mean, he was a great defender, too, but I was older. I mean that was when he was in Phoenix, and that he he was when he was recognized. Like, oh yeah, he can. I'm saying all you got is some foreign seven footer who can uh, shoot against a team of three three perennial all stars at the time, and arguably the best team in the league. And y'all nah, lose. Hey. Yeah, that was that's something different. That is yeah. the only thing that, that holds him back too. Not you know what. You know how I, I – my, my bad for cutting you up, but no, notice how I didn't even bring up that Maverick series in my uh, So even without that, that that Mavericks debate, and you put it on the even playing field, Jordan's still better. Just got to say that. Just got to say that. Uh, like uh, Dirk – what's his name? Dirk and uh, Tim Duncan, the main guy. But, yeah, Tim Duncan and Dirk were able to – Get the championships without building super teams. Like the Spurs, I mean, yeah, the Spurs were dominant, but you got a great coach and who knows how to utilize and get the best out of players. Yeah, yeah. So, um, all right, moving on to six, we got Wilt Chamberlain. Now, it's like Wilt is Wilt was dominant. He is great. You know, the whole hundred points, but. I just look at the main eras that he played in, you know, like the 60s and 70s. It wasn't. Uh, okay, I just found he averaged 37 for his rookie year. <laughs> um, it's too late. To yeah, put, so slight. It's too late <laughs> to put him at number one for top 10 rookies of all time. But, um, yeah, it's like the era that he played in. That's just the only thing that holds him back. Because, you know, a lot of people like to bring up the 100-point game. But – I even saw a video on this. The guy, he was playing up against a shorter guys who, and the other team had injuries too. And his his team was just force-feeding him the ball. Whereas, I'm going to put this in comparison to Kobe because I think Kobe's game is better against the Raptors. You know, it's not like they were force-feeding Kobe. Kobe just went to work. Like, he just said, like, he got the ball and went to work, you know. Like, Wilt was just being force-fed and he was just, literally laying it up over top of people. But, um, you know, other than that, Wilt was dominant. God dang. Wilt was a cheat code. I'm going to say, this is his rookie year stats. 37 points, 27 rebounds. Yeah. That's his rookie yeah. stats. Like, he better. I was about to say, if he didn't win rookie of the year. But, uh, his, yeah, so, his career... He averaged 30 points. Wait, all right. He averaged 30 points, 22 total rebounds, and what's the name? 
Where are the turnovers at? Oh, it doesn't. I think they recorded turnovers. Yeah, they didn't yeah. record any defensive stats or turnovers. So. Yeah, so that's another thing, too. And he only missed the All-Star game one time. Yep. Or two times, but he sat out. He sat out one year. But uh, so really one time. And yep. career totals, he averaged. Uh, he had 78 career triple doubles with 31,419 points. Um, twenty three thousand nine hundred and twenty four rebounds, four thousand six hundred and forty three assists. Um, field goal percentage fifty four percent. So yeah, like well, like we say, he was dominant. Great, like arguably one of the, you know, he was he was like the first cheat code human. He was the first guy where you saw he was like, wow, like you can really do it all. Like at the time. You would think like, wow, like this is unstoppable. Like he's like you can't like how are you going to defend him, yep. right? And like I said it was for me. It's just the era, but he's definitely had the effect on people, on like scoring. He's had the effect on other generations to go out there and try and overtop him, uh, you know, like try and uh, beat him, best him as the best player, and um, yeah, especially like with Biggs. You know, Biggs, it was a guy starting to be seven foot. I mean, you know, that's not something you can control. But, I mean, you know, it was just more seven footers who were like, hmm, let me try this out. Let me try playing basketball. So, um, yeah, in his career, 13-time All-Star, seven-time scoring champ, uh, 11-time rebound champ. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Did it just say seven-time scoring champ? Yeah. I'm not – I don't see how you're – I don't see how you're surprised. Have... He averaged 37 points his rookie year. No. I'm surprised he doesn't have more. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot about that year. All right, so his it was his third year where he averaged like 50 points. He, has 30, he averaged 50 points and 25 rebounds. So he has nine He has nine seasons where he averaged 30-plus. Yeah, I just want to see I I want to go back in time and see this man just Probably dominate these guys. Probably dunking on everybody. Uh, for real. Um, he was the 67-68 assist champ. So let me check that out. 67-68. He averaged eight assists. Um, two-time All-Defensive. Four-time MVP. Finals MVP. Oh, yeah. And he's only a two-time NBA champion. Yeah. Ooh, like you what, said. Yeah. He's only – that's what holds him so, back from Yeah. Me, so. Isn't it so? Ooh. Maybe Bill Russell, uh, but yeah, like he's had the effect on the game and the other, well, no, like other generations. He's had the effect on his teammates. I mean, he did play with some other great teams, like the late, you know, like the Lakers late in his career. Yep. But I mean, other than that, because what he played Philadelphia, I don't think they were that good. Um, the Warriors weren't that great. I'm pretty sure, like they weren't. What's his name? Like, those teams weren't really great, and for him to still be that dominant and consistent. Yep. So, yeah, he's – and in his career, this is his career totals, 1,045 games, 30 points a game, 22.9 rebounds a game, and four assists. Yep. It's easily, like – it's just insane. He's seventh all-time in scoring. Right. You know, he's number He's number one. And, Rebounds, oh, rebounds, 
and I believe he is no, they don't. I for, I keep on forgetting that they don't even have man. Yeah, they didn't record yeah, the defensive stats. They didn't record the defensive stats. So I mean. I mean, and I automatically just went over to blocks just because of the fact, like, when I look back at highlights, I see him getting blocks. Like, exactly. I see him blocks. Exactly. And so it's like, it's kind of just, and it's hard to, to, to just admit, like, or just see, like, man, like, what if they recorded blocks? I wanted to see how many blocks they were averaging. Honestly. I can see Will averaging, like, five blocks a game. Like, not even not even joking. No, he'd be averaging a triple-double with 10. Like. <laughs> Probably. That's probably why they didn't record it. I will say, uh, even though Wilt's number six on my all-time all list, he's number one for rookies. He, like easily. I don't even like. I don't even care what air. I know I said the thing about the air. I don't care if if that's what you're supposed to do and you averaging thirty as a rookie. No, you're number one. Nah, you know what? What's way better than that? Mm. You average. 50 points. Yeah, that's what I said earlier. 50 points. <laughs> 50 points in a season. How can you do that? That is that's literally unheard of. How would you how do you even game plan for that? Like, do you just be like, all right, I want my two tallest players, get on his shoulder, get on his uh, shoulders and go. Hack a will. No, three players. <laughs> you gotta get three players. Exactly. Hack a will. Uh, exactly. They just yeah. push, they just push him. No, that's that. what Wilt would do. He would just push the three players down. Oh no, he couldn't do that. He um, played in. He played in 1960. I was gonna say back then <laughs> you could probably do anything. Man, nah, no, you couldn't do that if you were black. I don't know if you could do that if you were black. Got a point. <laughs> Imagine him pushing down Rick Barry every time. <laughs> Man, outside the game, boy, you got 37 snipers on you. Hey yo, Hit looking that. right at you. Bang! I'm surprised nobody tried to try to try Wilt's life after 50 points in a season. For real, I'm surprised <laughs> the commissioner wasn't like, "All right, all right, you the hitman I ordered. All right, but you know what to do." He probably couldn't do anything. He was just like, "Uh, he just he, you can't stop it." He's just like, "Up, oh, be bringing in money." They they probably he did probably make a a lot of money off of that. Wow, let's look at this black guy scored 50 points a game. Let's go. He's bringing the money for our entertainment. I actually want to look at the game logs for this. Like, I want to see how many games that he has. 50 50 points. Hold up. Now I got to see this. Yeah, we got to see that. Hold up. Let's look at this. 1961, 1962. Look at this. 48, 47, 53, 55, 43. One game's 28. 78. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Before I even get into that, let's look at the game. I'm going to look at the game highs. I want to see how many his rebound high was like 50. Yeah, that is something yeah. crazy. Something unbreakable. Game highs. In six seasons, of course, the 100-point game, 66-point game, 68. He has one game, 73 points, 59, 63, 63, 51, 65, 58, 68, 66. Dang. How was he allowed to play? <laughs> what do you do against that? 
<laughs> what do you get, do against that? Get off the court. That's what you do. If you see him on, on the court crossing, you just be like, no, nah, I'm quitting. I'm quitting. This isn't in my contract. He scored the 100-point game in his third season to play. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> in his first season, he he scored 58 points. Duh, what do you do? I'm just saying. Imagine you're the coach of the other team and you just see this man drop a hundred by himself on your team. What if KD played back then? Oh, oh, he's easily you get average fifteen just like him. No, I can see him averaging a hundred points a game. Oh, actually. yeah, honestly, like, bro. actually, 100%. I want to say, but yeah, like, and you know, yeah. everybody was driving to the paint bank, so all KD had to do was just split it. Just they didn't. I don't think they had the three point line back then, but even then, he could still pull up from that range. <laughs> pull up from twos. <laughs> Yo, KD with the deep two, with the half court two. Exactly. Bruh. Oh, you know. No, imagine Steph playing back then, just shooting. Oh, nah. He, he I could see like a cool 30. Uh, see 30. He'd be pulling up from the half court. Yeah, easily. But, but uh, wait, you, I know if, I don't know if you know this rule, but um, basically it was kind of like having the three pointer. So like what Wilt used to do, he used to make the first one, but then purposely miss the second one so that he can just get his own rebound and dunk it. Are you talking about free throws? Yeah, yeah, you could do that back then, and yeah. so that would technically be like a three point. A three. Yeah, that's the original. That's how you get three points originally. And then they, I think they ended up banning that. I'm like. Late seventies, so I was like, "Yeah, like, so like, I, I don't know how you just let it let it go on for this long." Maybe because that competition was terrible. Yeah. No, <laughs> no. Will was playing up against a bunch of third graders at the Y. That was, I know, that's like when you had the former basketball player for a gym coach in like second grade, and you just go out there. Nah, that's... yeah. Are you playing basketball? I, all the y'all against me. Bang, bang, bang. Exactly. I, I say I can say like, Will definitely played against a bunch of retired old basketball players. Like, like if you if you can imagine like a retired yeah. like coach who who used to play basketball in his high school days, but who's like six foot six nine. I can see that. I can see that. Who used to who? I can see that playing up against them. I think his best competition, well, I mean, besides Bill Russell, was Rick Barry. Yeah, I would say late, late in his career. That's where, like, what's the name? Because wasn't it, he played till the 80s, right? Yeah. Or no, yeah. the 70s. Are you talking I'm about thinking like, Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's the 70s. So that might have been his best competition. Yeah, so, no. I know Rick Barry definitely had some high scoring seasons. Not a lot of people know about him. I I really don't know him. I just know that he used to, he used to be a, a a crazy scorer. So let's yeah. look. I'm, I just still can't believe you averaged fifty points a game. Yeah, Rick Barry played until about nineteen eighty. Yeah, yeah, he had multiple thirty five plus um thirty five plus scoring seasons. No, thirty plus scoring seasons. My bad. And so, Rick Barry's game highs, yeah, just like, well, some of his game highs is 
his his highest is 64 points a game in a game 55 55 50 points so yeah Rick Barry was the predominant scorer so yeah that was definitely his next best competition besides uh Bill Russell but other than that I'm just saying, you got two guys no yeah, other than, got, that, other than that you dropping 100 a night like but, you know they had he played against like eight teams so it was like eight teams of, so I mean uh, literally playing the same people every time Exactly. So I mean, you probably would know that, like the strategies and everything that they're gonna do. Yeah, but you still can't stop because it's whoa. <laughs> you can't. Yeah, it'd be like, yeah, we're playing Saint. Yeah, we're playing Saint Louis again. Yeah, yeah, we're playing. Uh, what's maybe all right, guys. Now you won't even say the team. Be yeah, we're nice. All right, we're playing Phil. No, they're gonna be. Right. We're playing Will. Um, just try your best. Okay. Just try your best. Just try your best. You can't do nothing about it. Exactly. If you got to, take out his knees. <laughs> oh, man. I bet they couldn't even do that. Hey, Will, yeah. like, Will's knees are probably knees of steel. It'd be like, <laughs> Oh, I know, I know you've seen that uh, that Supreme Dreams of well, with Mark Phillips and RDC World. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was like when it, what was the video? What was the, it was like when everybody around the hood know about somebody, and he was like, uh, "What was like? It was like, oh yeah, you know about you know about him. He got you know what I'm saying. He got bit by a dog, so he got that that steel in his jaw. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> <laughs> and then when he tried to fight him, he he punched him, and then all you hear is say ah. He was like, "Yeah, boy, what you want? What you want? What you want?" Mm-mm. And he punched him again. <laughs> and he was unaffected. That's probably Wilt's kneecaps. Oh no! Nah. Probably Wilt's kneecaps. You probably hit it. It is ding easy. Wilt and Wilt Chamberlain. Yeah. He, he, it was crazy. You, you seen some of the things he was like. He can best three hundred pounds. He could. His long jump was something crazy. Oh no, he's not human. He wasn't human. And I know we've all seen that that video. Where he was, uh, he he's doing hook shots from the three point line. Oh yeah, or, three I mean, point what, hook shots. Yeah, um, like just something easy, just some light, and he would just come inside the court and do that all the time. And I think it was that video. Uh, he was dunking when he was like fifty something. Yeah, like, Will was athletic. But um, yeah, I might have to put him at one. <laughs> so, uh, let me put him at one before he out. Uh, but um, all right. So number five, we're staying with the Lakers here. As I got Shaq at number five. Um, I I just got him at five because of Shaq full game sign. Yep. I was <laughs> but um, Shaq, the most he to me he's the best center of all time. He's the most dominant. He's the most dominant player of all time. Dominant force. I mean, we're talking about a guy who made the All-Star. He made the All-Star game his rookie year. I'm pretty sure. I think there's only, like, a couple people who've done that. Not even because it's only been, like, I think him and Yao Ming were, like, maybe two or three people to do that or something. Yep. But, um, you know, he was just a dominant force. To me, that's just like, like, they were dominant forces. You knew what was going to happen, but you still couldn't stop it. Like, you knew... He was going to get the ball. They was going to go to work in the paint and bully you, but you couldn't stop it. And, um, you know, he just had that uh, effect. Like, he's just 
I don't even know how to describe it. He's just been like I you know, the word dominant, like he's just he's just had that he's just always been the bully. Like I feel like he's he kinda took bully ball to a whole nother level. That's why yeah, that's why I wanna say he took bully ball to another level. Like he would back you down, push you, and just dunk on you and you couldn't do anything about it. Yep. Like um career totals. Let's see. He had, he only had two triple doubles in his career. Yeah, he's not a passer. Like, it was just I don't know why that was just funny to me. But um, he has twenty eight thousand five hundred ninety six points, uh, two thousand seven hundred thirty four blocks, seven hundred thirty nine steals, uh, three thousand twenty six assists, and then thirteen thousand ninety nine uh rebounds. And then you look at um what's the name? His career average twenty three points, ten re no, yeah, ten rebounds, two assists, two blocks. Um, you know, like I said Shaq, he was just and he was always the man on his team. And you know, from a young age, he led that um he helped lead that uh magic team to the finals against Hakeem. You know, but like you said, he didn't need the help, like he needed Penny. Uh, or what's his name? Penny Hardaway took him, helped take him, or helped to get him to his first finals. And then right. he got to LA. And I even read this in the, oh yeah, I already told, said that when the interview with him and Kobe, you know, he just had that label like he's a great guy, but he can't get it done. You know, so he got yeah. to LA with Phil Jackson and they got in Kobe. And him and Kobe were just a great one two punch. Shaq was like, you know, it was, Shaq was on a mission. Both of them were on a mission. Kobe was on a mission to be the greatest player. And Shaq was on a mission to get that ring. And then they got the three-peat. Then he goes over to Miami with a young D-Wade, um, gets the his fourth ring. Right. He's just um, – I just feel like Shaq's done a – you know, he's done a lot for the game. We all recognize his dominance. And I feel like we see that – I feel like we see that in Giannis's game today. I mean, we know he – yeah, it's all oh, Giannis can't shoot, but – that's the thing with check. It's like if you can't stop it, what are you gonna do? Try something else. Like Giannis, even now with Giannis, um, you know, with players being more skilled and well rounded, you know, they tried the wall method, and Giannis said last year in the playoffs when they tried it, he wasn't even trying to what's the name. He was just being stubborn and forcing up the shot, but now he's more disciplined. He's learned like, all right, make the open passes, right? So. Yep. Now he's just is like you can't. What are you gonna do? Because if you make the wall, he's gonna pass it. And you got Chris Middleton, Kyle Corver, so most likely gonna make those shots. And then if you got if you don't make the wall, he's just gonna drive. So we saw that you know we saw that with Shaq. Like they had to you know we had they had to make the wall to hack Shaq. And um, it was actually funny because in the uh, interview with Kobe, he said the Robert Ori shot was um. He got the and against the what was it the Blazers or the Kings? Yeah, it was against the Blazers. Uh, yeah, so he said as soon as he got the rebound, he said he wasn't trying to get sent to the free throw line, so he just kicked it out as soon as possible. <laughs> he just kicked it out, and he saw the people who stand like cheering and stuff. He's like, "Oh, we won it!" <laughs> but um, you know, like he just um, he's done a lot for the game and had a big influence on the bigs today, and you know, he coined the term Superman. Oh wait, and, um, let me let me take that back. Now I'm thinking about. I think that was against the Kings. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'm not sure. I might. I think it might have been the Blazers. I don't know. No, 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 no. That's definitely the Kings. The Kings. Kings. That, was, that was definitely the Kings. We know it was one of those teams. Yeah. But um, Shaq, 15-time All-Star, two, and he's actually a two-time scoring scoring champ. So for you to be a center, and be uh, if you're a center and you're a scoring champ once, that's impressive. I don't care. Um, four-time NBA champ, 14 All-NBA. Uh, he was all defensive three times, um, all rookie, three time, three time All Star MVP, and was the 1990-2000 MVP, along with Rookie of the Year and three time Finals MVP. So, and that's another thing. Shaq never won Defensive Player of the Year. Yep. So I mean, that's that's crazy to to sit here and say that, but you know, mm-hmm. I think um, I think players like uh, Ben Wallace was winning. Yeah, he was. Yeah, so Ben Wallace. I think Ben Wallace is a two-time, maybe. I don't know. But, I think. Yeah. But, um, Shaq was number eight in points. He's number eight in blocks. And then rebounds, he's number 15 in, reba- in total rebounds. So he's top 15, like, everything defensive, pretty much. And... No, he just had that. I feel like Shaq, I honestly think Shaq was the first player of dominance. Like, we know Will Chamberlain was dominant and Kareem and all that. Saying Shaq has just been a dominant force and just done a lot for the game. No, he's, um, he kind of made that first bully ball sort. Like, he already kind of, he kind of took bully ball to the next level. And, um, you know, I think he's just always going to grow down, go down as one of the most dominant players. Like the biggest force, big like the best center of all time. I mean, I'm just saying it is like because it's like like I said, you just never know what to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I see what you're saying. Like dominant, I stand behind that completely. But you know. Somebody for somebody to to carry their team to their only two championships and have nobody, and then plus you have those those numbers like that. I'm like, yeah. I mean, I get dude. that, I get that, but I mean, my thing is like, you know, everybody needs help. I yeah. mean, I mean, to some extent, you know, like now everybody needs, you know, it's gonna be all stars teaming up, so you, everybody needs help. But um, last yeah, the exceptions would be. Um, uh, Tim Duncan, Kareem, and Dirk. Those are like the big three who have never really had Hall of Fame super, like all superstar help. Yeah. But, I mean, um, man, like Hakeem is top three in three, no, top 10 in three of the major categories that you look yeah. at for a player. And I'm, and he's like, I think, he's, yeah, he's top 15 for rebounds. Yeah, I get so, that. So, I mean, man. Man, I, but I see what you're saying, though. Of course, yeah. You know, Shaq is, um, he's eighth in score, uh, in scoring. I believe he's like, um, ninth. I think he's ninth in in blocks. I don't think he's high. I don't think he's high for rebounds, though. But I mean, no rebounds. He was fifteenth. He's eight. He's eight in blocks. Yeah. So it's some. Yeah. So he was. I don't think. I mean, that's that's still high, but. Yeah, that nah, actually that is high. Never mind. No, I'm, yeah. I'm think about that. <laughs> that is high. But uh, no. all right. So now we get into the top four. 
So number four, I have Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. My thing is, because he's played a long career, so he's kind of played in multiple types of eras. But, um, you know, like the 70s, his time in Milwaukee, it wasn't really like, um, I feel like it was the same as well. Like it wasn't dominant competition. But as he was with the Lakers late in his career, like with the 80s, that's when he started to get that more other competition, like the Celtics and stuff like that. And um, yeah, he's I thought Kareem has done a lot. You know, he's all time leading scorer, one of the best signature moves in the game with the sky hook, and um, just his effect on the game. Like he's, uh, I know I say a lot, but I mean, some most of these players have had effects, but Kareem has really had like a, the main effect. I mean, this is the guy LeBron is chasing to be number one in scoring, but for you to. Be, you know, if you're number one in scoring, you got, was it like 38,000 points? Let's look at the totals. Um, yeah, he's yeah, 38,000. Yeah, 38,387 points, uh, 3,189 blocks, 1,161 steals. Yeah. Um, 17,440 rebounds and 21 triple doubles. He's just been, I say, he's honestly just been one like a respectful player. Like he's been, or he's been one of those guys that everybody respects in the league. And you know, if you meet him or you pass him in some, it's like wow, like I really just did that. You know, like he has the, um, he has that effect on people. He's, um, I say, he was big in Milwaukee, but L.A. That's where he, you know, Showtime. That's where he was able to show out the most. No, maybe it helps on, from Magic Johnson. But um, he was just there. He was doing his thing. You know, like, he was big time. He's a big time scorer. Uh, he could do. He could get it done on both ends. You know, great time score, Big time scorer. Uh, big time defender. And we look at the accolades. 19, I think. So, he played 20 years, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, 20 years. 19-time All-Star. He only missed the All-Star game one time. Or he only missed out on being an all-star one time. Uh, two-time scoring champ, uh, rebound champ, four-time block champion, six-time NBA champ, 15-time all-NBA, 11-time all-defensive, uh, rookie of the year, two-time finals MVP. He won the MVP six times. For him to be a six-time MVP, so he says number one in points, third in blocks, and then rebounds. He's number th- he's number three. So yeah, you know, just Kareem, he's just been a great player, one of the best players to ever do it. And um, you know, he had that championship in Milwaukee, so he's able to take that team to a championship with um Oscar was Oscar Robertson, right? Oscar Robertson. Yeah, or Oscar yeah. Robertson. And then yeah. you know, when he really teamed up with the all star help in LA, or like with the superstar help, sorry. Superstar help in L.A. with Magic Johnson and Kareem and James Worthy. He was able to take his game to the next level. So, um, yeah. But even here, because I got his stats here, he averaged, so his first couple years, he averaged 28, 31, 34, and 30. So his four years, yeah, he only averaged 30 points one time with the Lakers. But other than that, he, had, he did it three times with the Bucks. So I feel like he – so, yeah, with the Magic, it was like I have this hope, so I don't have to do as much. But we saw 
he saw that he can, like you said, lift that franchise. Like you said, because that's one thing you look for in lifting the franchise. We've seen him do that with the Bucks. He's able to take over. Or when he got to the Lakers, he was like, all right, I can, you know, I can still be down there and chill out a little bit, you know, you know? Yeah. Like, so, um, yeah, and all, like I said, one of the most respected players in the league. Then we get to the top three. We already know who the big three is. So at three, mine's the opposite of Jalen. I got LeBron James at three and Kobe at two. So, um, <laughs> so I'll put in LeBron. This, this is the positions that says he plays. Power forward and point guard and small forward and shooting guard. <laughs> Just missing center. Um, and, what's and, the name? And let's, wait, before you even get into it, my, my bad for cutting you off. Uh, LeBron, LeBron James cannot guard all five positions. Can he guard, of course, the, the backcourt? Of course. You know, you say he can't yeah. guard all he five? Can. No, he can't. Oh. He can't guard all five. He can't guard a true center or a true power forward. He can guard yeah. a true small forward, shooting guard. Uh, I think he could guard. guard a power forward, maybe. A but true, I know center. But I'm saying like a true power uh, forward, like somebody like who really plays that position. Like he can play yeah. like a bomb. Of course, like he can guard a bomb center and he can guard a bomb power forward. But like somebody like, like you can't. You're not gonna be able to match up. LeBron James against like Miles Turner or like uh Sean Whiteside or like yeah, some people players like that. Like you can't guard you can't oh, no, I'm not going into paint on Whiteside. Yeah, like that's that's not even that's not even fair. And he's, yeah. he's telling me if he if LeBron James can guard all five positions, then how come he can't guard like true like true big men? Because yeah. no no player can guard all five positions truly. Right. That's like saying like he has he has the athleticism, but Realistically, he can't. Yeah, yeah, like, bro, like, come on now. But my, that's my like, bad, my bad. No, you good. But that's like Zion. People saying Zion can play all five. I'm like, yeah. If you run a small ball, Zion can play all all five positions. But realistically, are you gonna have him guard up like a what like a um who's a tall center? Like um yeah, that's what like, like an Anthony. Well, he maybe Anthony Davis, but even then, he has Anthony Davis has that. Height over, like the height over. Yeah, him, like, Joel Embiid. Oh yeah, like a Joel Embiid or a Jokic. Like you can't guard a true, you can't guard them. You can't guard a true Paul Millsap or something like that. Somebody like right. that. Like you can't guard it. Like John Collins, even for example, Clint Capella. Like you can't guard that. If you a small forward, you can't. You're not LeBron can't do that. It's just like, how can you do that? Like face up, like on the block. Like no, LeBron can't do that. So, I mean, just stop hyping LeBron up when you talk about guarding a position like that. Because, like, bro, like, that's just, like, that's not even, like, it's just overhyping him. Like, I don't even know how to ex- explain it. Like, he knows yeah. he can't. Like, LeBron James would even tell you, like, man, I can't even guard somebody that's seven-footed up that's actually really amazing at their, at their position or even above average. Exactly, like, huh? But um, this is the fun part. We get to trigger some bronze sexuals, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we're just gonna get into the numbers. So, his career averages are twenty-seven points, uh, three and a half, or what's name? One steal, seven assists, seven rebounds, uh, point eight blocks, and three three turnovers. And oh, okay, he's made the All Star every single year except his rookie year. 
He's been yeah. an all-star every year except his rookie year. So him and I will give him that. That's great. Yeah. Um, totals. And, of course, he's not in the Hall of Fame because, obviously, he's still playing the – but um, points, he's – uh, thirty-four thousand two hundred and forty-one points. Um, what nine hundred fifty-seven blocks, two thousand fifteen steals, nine thousand three hundred forty-six assists, nine thousand four hundred and five rebounds, and for wait, yeah, four thousand four hundred twenty-four turnovers, yeah, and ninety-four triple doubles. And LeBron is a sixteen-time All-Star. He is a scoring champion, 07-08, three-time NBA champion, uh, 15-time All-NBA, six-time All-Defensive, All-Rookie team, four-time MVP. Should have You could say he should have more. I'll agree with that. Uh, three-time Finals MVP, three-time All-Star MVP, and Rookie of the Year. He's currently what's, oh, in rebounds. I believe he's, like, top – what is he, top 20? Not even? I don't, I don't think so, but uh, he might be. Not sure. Uh, LeBron is, uh, he's actually forty eighth in rebounds. Uh, yeah, he's going. That's surprising, but it's not. But like forty eighth <laughs> rebounds. No, because it's like he gets rebounds, but he's not. You know, compared to the other big men who've played, like. Um, but like that's like I mean, well, I mean all time totals, but it's like yeah. Stephen Curry. I don't think he has as many uh, assists as Hakeem Olajuwon. I didn't even see how Stephen Curry on the list. He might be right after. Let's look at this, actually. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm LeBron's eighth in assist, and I think he's third in points. Uh, yeah, he's currently third in points, and he sits only behind Carl Malone and John Abdul-Jabbar. So, LeBron, the only reason – or LeBron's a great player, you know. Um, I do – he does have the ability to carry teams to the finals like that. 2018 team and yeah that's a fair argument you know when he left the Cavs they were horrible but at the same time that's like Jalen said you gotta think of the management they have it's terrible management um and the only thing I don't like that people bring up is his finals record I'm like yeah if he if you look at he's three and was he three and five yeah three and five three and six maybe yeah he's like three and five so it's like yeah it looks it look it's good actually but I would take that over any – I would take that, honestly. But, um, you know, people look at that. But if you look at the – so that if you look into that a little deeper, right, dig a little deeper. He has – he's been to the finals eight times. You know how many times they were all – all of those were straight back-to-back. So, yeah, if you look at it, like, yeah, he's three and five, but he's been to eight straight finals. Like, he's he's completely shut down the East from getting to the finals. Yeah, it's, it's just been certified LeBron James going to the finals. Exactly. And I give him his credit for that, especially with that Cavs team. Because we know without LeBron, they had no business being in the playoffs. I'm going to say that they had no business being in the playoffs. But um, the thing for me that puts Kobe over him is just, I think, well, one, I believe Kobe's a better scorer. And... Kobe, he's a better scorer. I feel like he's a better – he has that better mentality, like a stronger mentality. And um, not only that, I think – I just believe Kobe's a better leader because with me, I see Kobe – Kobe he, Kobe and Michael, they both push you, right? It's like they get – they'll get on you. They cuss you, they'll cuss you out, but they get on you because they want you to be just as great as he is, yep. as they are. 
LeBron, I feel like LeBron, he can do that, but LeBron's more like, um, I don't, I, don't, I don't see LeBron really like pushing players as much. I mean, I know he pushes them, like every every guy does, but I'm just saying LeBron's more like, I'm gonna carry you, sort of. If you if that makes sense, you know. Yeah. Or I just feel like Michael, like Michael and Kobe have shown better that they they actually push those players. Like we we saw in the last things, Michael Jordan straight up punched uh, Steve Kerr and then making him a better uh, player. And he realized, all right, we're on the same level. You know, like they speak the same language. Yeah. Um, Michael, I mean, yeah, my, if you could look at Michael and be like, oh, he was a dictator. But, you know, it worked. Like everybody has their own leading style. Um, right? Yep. Like he told, the, he told the people not to feed Horace Grant. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just crazy. How you going to tell them? How you going to tell a grown man? How are you a grown man tell another grown man you can't eat? That's just, that's cruddy. Yeah, that that was really bad. But um, I will say this about LeBron. He is, I will say he's the most versatile out of the three. Right? Like, he's the more all-around guy. Like, he's, he's basically, like I said, Michael, jo- Magic Johnson had that effect. Like, the big point guard. Like, he's the point forward. Um, Like, he's leading this league this year in assists. And um, he's doing all. Like, LeBron can be that guy where it's like, all right. I can get you like let me give you like eleven fifteen in the first quarter. Let my guys eat, you know, dish the player, dish out the ball, facilitate for like the next two quarters, or and then like somewhere through the third and fourth quarter, I'ma just eat again, you know, take over. And um, I believe I forgot, but I think he's first in like three pointers in the playoffs or something like that. Yeah, something crazy like that. Yeah, it was something like that. But uh, like I said, he has the best playoff performance I've seen with the 2018 stint in Cleveland. Um, like playoff, I will say playoff LeBron is something different. I'll give him that. And another thing, this isn't really related to basketball, but uh, LeBron has my respect off the court for the stuff he does, like his advocacy and his philanthropy. Um, to me, I feel like he's the best off court player. I mean, I know that's not really something you can you can really compare like that, but LeBron's definitely like I can see if you don't like him as a player, but I don't really see how you hate on this guy outside the court, you know. And um, yeah, yeah, like LeBron, uh, great. You know, he's a great player. I just think Kobe's a better scorer. LeBron, um, I don't know, like he's he is he's can play all five positions if he wanted to. And but my thing for LeBron though, because he is still he's consistent, he's effective, or he's efficient and consistent. Like the stuff that he's doing this year, this is was year seventeen. Yeah, yeah, year yeah. seventeen. He got two more. Seasons. You're in, you're you're in year seventeen. First, not even. Let's look at year sixteen. Last year, people were talking about, oh, this is LeBron's cliff. This is um him his fall off. He averaged twenty seven points and eight assists, eight assists and eight rebounds. If that, if I'm an NBA player and that's my that's my fall off, I'll perfectly be fine with that. Like I'll perfectly be fine with those numbers. And even this year. He's still average. If you want to say he fell off, say it. Fine. I don't care. But just know he's still averaging 25, 10. He's averaging a double double 25, 10, and 7, leading the league in assists as a big man. Or not big, but you know, as a small forward. Yeah. Like, he is a he's a good leader. And uh the only thing for me against him is I guess you could say you could say the help. Because I mean, I feel like LeBron it is weird. LeBron has had help, but he's had the least amount of like he's had like the worst teams out of the top three, if you know what I'm saying. 
Uh, or you could say one of the worst. Like he's definitely bo- definitely down there for the Bob because you had 2018 Cleveland, um, and then his first time in Cleveland. But like, no, those guys weren't that great. Even like with let's say 18 Cleveland, like like so, a lot of those guys are like veterans, so it's like. I mean, they didn't perform, of course. Like, so if well, yeah, that is, like, yeah, like that's what that is what you said earlier, because yeah, so. you know it's like they're older. So generally, mo like good percent of NBA players fall off eventually. Not even that, all NBA players fall off eventually, right? So and they're but those guys were never on like LeBron's level. So now they're if they were like average to mediocre to average, and they fall off. So yeah, it's going to be look terrible. But I mean. I don't know that was still just a bad team. I mean, Gosh, I mean, if you look look at it, and it's like, yeah, that's a bad team. But if you put it into perspective, it's like, yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. Like, what people saying, like, it's a bad team, but at the same time, I mean, yeah. these guys are these guys are veterans. Like, some, yeah, they, like you got like twenty eight, like what, like twenty seven, twenty eight year old Tristan Thompson, maybe like a thirty some year old Kevin Love, yeah. an old George Hill, like yeah, yeah. So like you have. In in all right, I'm looking at 20, 2017, 2018, they ended up losing. You have one player, Jose Calderon, twelve years experience, Jay Crowder, five years experience, Channing Fry, eleven years experience, Jeff Green, nine years, George Hill, nine years, Rodney Hood is three. Of course, LeBron James, Kyle Corver is fourteen, Kevin Love's nine. You know, it's like in Oh yeah, Kyle Corver old. Yeah, he I mean he's old, but and then, but he was an elite three point shooter. He just didn't show up. Oh, in the yeah. So, I mean, like, J.R. Smith is 13 years, Dwayne Wade 14. I mean, he didn't play, I'm playing in finals. Tristan Thompson, Isaiah Thomas, like, even D. Rose, the time he played in Cleveland. Yeah. And, like, these players, they're like, they're veterans. So, it's like, you see, I see one, two, three, four. Yeah, four players that are two years and younger. So it's like a majority of the roster is three years and up. Yeah. So I mean, it's like it kind of says something like, bro, like these guys, like they played in the NBA for some time. And the majority are veterans, and so of course, did they show up? Nah. And LeBron had to perform out, but like at the same time, it's like I have to have this argument again. LeBron James wanted those players. When he wanted those players, he got them. Yeah. That's all I got. But say. I mean. Yeah, that's so impressive for him to take them through the East, you know, because e- even with LeBron on that team, they shouldn't have been in the finals. Yeah, nah. Like, you had the, uh, what, breakout player on uh, Victor Oladipo giving y'all trouble in the first round. But even if, but for him to do that, that I do respect that. That was great what he did. But um, even I feel like he's had the most talent out of the top three. Yeah, but I mean, because you got well, I don't know. Cause I would say Kobe had Shaq, but I mean that's early. But like, if you want to focus on like later on, Kobe has had the worst rush, like out of that's everybody, what, yeah. like out of he all the top sad. ten. No, no, no. Hakeem Olajuwon definitely yeah. had a horrible team, but you could Kobe, say his last Kobe's last couple years because he had like a D'Angelo Russell before he broke out. Well, like I think then he had Julius Randle before he was good. Yeah, he, he had him, uh, Larry Nance, Julius Randle, DeAndre Russell, and Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. So I mean, like 
two, I think two of those players kind of broke out, and Julius Randle ended up getting hurt. But I mean, like, it's just breakout rookies, like even afterwards. So, yeah, yeah, because I mean, Kobe had—I would say Kobe had the best teammate out of Shaq, but LeBron has had the—I think LeBron's had the most help because my even if you look at Michael, let's look. At, so look at Michael. You had he, what do you have? Scottie Pippen, Horace Grant, Dennis Rodman. And then you get into the players like Steve Kerr, Tony Kukoc, Luke Longley, uh, Bill, Bill yeah. like, like we only we only recognize those players because of the fact that like they succeeded with Jordan. Like yeah, it won championship with Jordan. So yeah, and then if you look at what LeBron had, he had uh, D Wade, who was going to be top, who already won a championship without him. Um, Chris Bosh. Who is you no? Know, he is underappreciated. He was a great All Star at his time. Then you go to Cleveland. You got Kyrie Irving, who was on his way up. And then you got Kevin Love. Yeah, I'm gonna throw Kevin Love in there. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna throw Kevin Love in there. But um, because Kevin Love was a good, he was a good shooter. He was a good stretch big. And then even now you go to L.A. He got An- Anthony Davis. Yeah. So LeBron, I feel like LeBron's had the most talent, but at the same time, some some of the worst teams out of the three. No, I, I, no, I said some of the, I said some of the worst, not the worst, but oh, I was about to say because Kobe, oh my lord, I seen some of the bro, Kobe, bro. Let me pull it up before, so I don't forget. <laughs> I got all right. You can, you can, and speaking of, we can go into number two because that's was number two, Kobe Bryant. <laughs> um. My boy Kobe Bean, you know. Um, so I have him at number two. Like I said, I just felt like he's a better he's a better scorer. He's had the best he's had the best scoring game in NBA history with his eighty one points. That's better than the one hundred points. You can add me. I don't care. Um, Kobe, like first of all, his loyalty for the Lakers is something that you know. That's something I got taking the perspective is his loyalty. Because, you know, a lot of players, if their team's doing that bad, they're like, all right, I want to get out of here and try to fix my legacy. No, Kobe said, listen, y'all y'all, team, y'all stuck with me and got me my first three and helped me get my first three. So I'm going to stick with y'all and try and get some more. So, um, what's his name? Koya, he's a better scorer, better shooter. Um, and he only missed the All-Star game twice his rookie year and his third year. So look at averages. He averaged twenty five points, uh, four assists, five rebounds in his career, and one steal, and only and three turnovers. Then you go to totals. You go to, uh, totals. He has thirty three thousand six hundred and forty three points. Um, what's the name? Six thousand three hundred and six assists. Seven. 1,047 rebounds, 1,944 steals, 640 blocks, 4,010 turnovers, and 21 triple-doubles. And let's look at his shooting percentages. So three-point percentage is 32 um, for his whole career. And then whole field goal percentage is 48. So that's that's decent. That's good. And then 43% from free throw. And his accolades, 18-time all in 20 years, 18-time All-Star, two-time scoring champ, five-time NBA champ, 15-time All-NBA, 12-time All-Defensive, 
96-97 All-Rookie, four-time All-Star MVP, two-time Finals MVP, and was the 07-08 MVP. And the only jersey change he made was his number. I say you got to take that loyalty into account. Um, Points. Kobe is currently fourth in points. Let me see steals. Um, Kobe is is 16th in steals. Um, I'm not even going to look at rebounds. Um, let me see. Yeah, you definitely know he's low in assist. Field goal. Oh, I forgot. DeAndre Jordan's the best shooter of all time with field goal percentage, apparently. Uh, What's his field goal percentage? Uh, let me check. Oh. Um, his field goal percentage is 66%. Damn. Because you know he can't shoot, so he's in the paint. But, um, yeah, like Kobe's well-rounded player. Um... I feel like, if I'm going to be honest, I think Kobe's the clutchest out of all three, out of him, Michael, and LeBron. Like, if you're telling me is you need a three, you need a shot to win the game and you have to sub in one, I'm subbing in Kobe. I'm having him take the last shot. Um, what? No, I'm done. I'm over here. Oh, looking. I thought he was about to say that. Oh, no. I'm, um, looking at, yeah. I'm looking at some of the horrible teams that Kobe has had. <laughs> yeah, like, that's another thing. Like, the teams he had, because the best players he had was Shaq and Paul Gasol. That's pretty much it. Like, an old Steve Nash. So, besides um, besides that, Kobe Bryant's best teammates have been, besides Shaq, Paul Gasol, and Lamar Odom. Oh, take Lamar into, Odom, let, Let's take into account that Lamar Odom is hasn't been a twenty point player. Neither has Paul Gasol, a consistent twenty point player throughout the career. Yeah, a consistent twenty point player. So he's been close, but he hasn't. So his best player, the best players that have been around him: Andrew Bynum, Derek Fisher, <laughs> Shannon Brown, Steve Blake, Matt Barnes. Um. We can't back. forget the goat Kwame Brown. Let's go back to oh my god, oh that is horrible. Let's go back, metal metal world peace. He was decent, but he wasn't like that. Wasn't his nah. And and his teammates in the final, in the finals of oh eight and oh nine finals. Let's look at this. His teammates were Trevor Ariza, who was a third or fourth year player. Trevor Ariza was on that team. Yeah. So he's an NBA champion? Yeah. What? Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, he is. He's an NBA champion. I never knew that. Wow. NBA champion. Trevor Ariza, fourth-year player, Shannon Brown, Andrew Bynum, Jordan Farmar, Derek Fisher, Didier Ilunga Biganga. What? I have no idea how to say his name. Chris Mim. Chris Mim. Adam Morrison, Josh Powell, Vladimir oh Redmanovich, Adam Morrison, <laughs> Sasha v- Vucevic, Vucevic, oh, yeah, <laughs> Luke Walton, and Sun Yu, who was a rookie. So you're telling me Kobe Bryant won a team 
with Sasha Vucevic and Vladimir Radimov running back of the Lord, whatever his name is. Against the Boston Big Three. Exactly. It's just that's that's literally literally unheard of. And no, oh eight oh nine was the uh Orlando Magic. Yeah, it was Orlando. Yeah, they went back to back. It was Orla- wasn't it Orlando and then the Celtics? Yeah, it was Orlando. Yeah, yeah. Orlando then the Celtics. Yeah. So in 08-09, who's on? Who was on the uh, on the Magic? Now I want to look it up. Dwight. Dwight. Howard, that was pretty much the only person I know. Dwight Howard, Martian Gortat, Brian Cooks was on the team. I didn't know. That. Mar- Wait, are you telling me? You're seriously telling me that Martian Gortat, the Polish hammer, was in the finals? Yeah. Yeah, he was in the finals. Rashad Lewis, JJ Redick, Hedo Turk of the Glue. I, I always, I always. JJ Redick was on that team. Yeah. Jameer Nelson. Oh, the goat, the greatest coach of all time, Tyron Lue. Oh gosh. And Anthony Johnson. And he got a ring with Kobe too. Yeah. I forgot. He was known. He's. I know I will forever know Tyron Lue as that guy who got crossed up by AI, but still got a ring with Kobe. Oh yeah, bro. So I mean, yeah. yeah. So, All right, so whole, yeah, Kobe's had the worst. He's had the worst help. The worst, but um, but that and, and he still got it done. And these guys have been consistently. And I'm I'm looking at the playoff logs, just to be like, oh yeah, that's just a one season. No, this is the playoff logs. So, just saying, and this is after Shaq had, had left, and this is the same exact team that he's had to play with all throughout. And let's see, the last time he went to the playoffs, he ended up losing in the first round. Yeah, his only his only uh, player that he was with was Metal World Peace, Paul Gasol. And, of course, he had a, a bunch of terrible players. Oh yeah, this is the team that Dwight Howard, Steve Nash was on. They didn't play at all. They they were horrible. Oh yeah, and they were horrible. Yeah, and Antoine Jameson, like who, like who? Jordan Hill, Steve Blake, Earl Clark. Like, come on now. And Kobe could have had another great teammate if somebody Adam uh, Adam Silver didn't veto uh, Chris Paul. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. It was sad, but. How do you I'm like you ain't how, how do you veto that but still let Kevin Durant go to the Warriors? I was just about to say the same exact thing. Now, I, well, I mean, I get because Kevin Durant was a free agent, but I mean, if you if you block the whole trade, you can do something. Like, bro, that was unfair. You could just be like, oh, Kevin Durant smoked some weed. Uh, he can't sign. He failed his physical. Yeah. So this Kobe Bryant has easily had some of the worst teams. Yeah. What could have been with him and the point guard? That would have been. I w- I would love to see that. Yeah. Now look. But, now look. And uh, listen, Jordan. I was gonna say is Kobe is a. I said, and another thing I like about Kobe is his leadership, because I, I think I personally like his leadership style to everybody, because you know Michael Jordan was more like uh, it was like he was a dictator, but he wasn't like just straight up mean or whatever. Like he did. Michael Jordan did what he felt he had to do, and that's why he was so great. And uh, Kobe, I felt his was more the same way, but he wasn't. But I feel like he, at the same time, he's still connected with the players. You know, if you know what I mean. Like he was so. 
It was like he would get on, like he would cuss them out and be on them, but but uh, at the same time was still like try and like be there and be like yo like uh got like you know like have their back and stuff. I guess. I don't, uh, Whoa. He wasn't. Well, I don't know what I'm trying to say because I feel like Kobe wasn't. He was like just he was hard just like Mike, but he wasn't as hardcore with it. I guess. Like, I don't really know how to describe it. Whoa. Bro. Before the 90s. Oh, my Lord. What? Jordan's teams have been horrible. Oh, yeah. you in, It took him seven years to get to the finals. No, I knew because of Detroit, but dog. Of course, somebody's trying to come up. Well, yeah, he dropped sixty points in the playoffs. He, he, him, he did what uh, Donovan Mitchell did before Donovan Mitchell did it. He dropped like 50, 60 points, and um, still lost. Yeah, he, bro, he did that all against Larry Bird. Like, man. And we all-, all right, we can go into the next topic then, Michael. The number one, you know, number one go. Actually, I'm gonna change my list. The real goat is Patrick McCall. Three. <laughs> Three years in the NBA, three finals, three championships. All contributing. Exactly. He was the main guy. <laughs> Who needed Kawhi? <laughs> All right, let me Wait, can I say something about Jordan's teams? Well, yeah, we on. But yeah, Michael Jordan's number one. Can we say something about Jordan's teams? No. In 19... 19- All right. This is when they ended up the playoffs, and they ended up losing to Detroit again. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan's teammates, this is an improved year, and now this was they lost uh, they lost to um, Detroit again this year. Best teammates was Scottie Pippen, who was a second-year player who significantly underperformed in the series, like eight, like eight points. Like it, I think it was like some crazy like eight points a game or something like that. Horace Grant, Bill Cartwright, and B.J. Armstrong, who was a rookie. That's I forgot it. about B.J. Armstrong. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Now look. Now let's look at the rookie year. Can I just read out the entire list? Go ahead. Dave Corzine, Quentin Daly. <laughs> Chris Engler, Sidney Green, Dave Greenwood, Rod Higgins, Steve Johnson, Caldwell Jones, Charles Jones, Wes Matthews, Jawan Oldham, Ennis Watley, and Orlando Woolridge. Now, can you tell me, can you recognize any of those names? The only thing I recognized was Orlando, the the city. (laughs) That's the only thing I recognize. Dog. Now, when Michael Jordan said when he came inside of that hotel room and all they saw was crack and heroin. Oh, oh yeah. I feel a lot of that presence when I hear Caldwell Jones and Charles Jones. Stop. It's <laughs> <And> Jawan Oldham. <laughs> See, I feel a lot of that from that. Yeah, hey, Michael Jordan... Michael Jordan's the he's number one because if I didn't put him number one, he would have took it personally. He would have definitely took it personally. 
but um I feel like me and Jan had the same argument for why he's number one, you know, like um what's the name? Six thirty he averages thirty points in his career. Right I mean, if we count his stints in Washington because you know we have to, the years we try to forget. Yep. Um thirty points, uh five rebounds, six is well, no, five assists, six rebounds, two steals, and two points two point seven turnovers. And then you look at his totals. Excuse me. Look at his totals: twenty-eight career triple doubles, thirty-two thousand two hundred ninety-two points. Um, what was the turnover? Twenty-two point. Uh, no, two thousand nine hundred twenty-four turnovers, eight hundred ninety-three blocks, two thousand five hundred fourteen steals, five thousand six hundred thirty-three assists, six thousand six hundred seventy-two rebounds. And um, his accolades, 14-time All-Star, 10-time scoring champ, 3-time steal champ, 6-time NBA champ, 6-0 in the finals, um, 11-time All-NBA, 9-time All-Defensive, All-Rookie, 3-time All-Star MVP, um, won Defensive Player of the Year, uh, he won Finals MVP all six times, Rookie of the Year, and is a 5-time MVP. Yeah, so it all speaks for itself. So pretty much, uh, and was he's fifth? All right, so he's fifth in points, um, blocks. I don't think he's. Yeah, he's not going to be too high in blocks. But um, Dwight Howard's fourteen though. Yeah, he. I mean, for his prime to be so short is surprising. He's that. Oh yeah. Sergi Baca is twenty ninth. Yeah, some some crazy, but you know, like I said. Jordan is fifth in all-time points, and he's third yeah. in all-time steals. Yeah, I was about to say he's third in steals. And then... Well, I mean, he, he's not one of the few players in history, including, like, players like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson, to be top top five in um, two or more categories. Right. So, I mean, like, one of the few. So, I mean, it's just a speak for itself. So I mean LeBron yeah. James, LeBron James is getting there, but it's just like for me, it, man. And if you want to talk about the performances, dog, like LeBron I mean, for a guy, I mean a guy who is rookie year averaged twenty eight points. Yeah, bro. Like, dog, like Michael Jordan, he averaged twenty eight points. His third season of playing, averaged thirty seven points. Thirty seven. God dang. So I mean, brother, like. People just overlook so, like like overlook that like it never happened. Exactly, and look at this. And he's been the All Star since his rookie year too. Yeah, so it's the same thing so, like LeBron. Let's look at this string of years he averaged 30, 30 plus points straight. So thirty seven points, thirty five points, thirty two point and a half, thirty three point six, thirty one point five, thirty point one, and thirty two point six. And when he came back, he only played 17 games, so he averaged 26.9 points. Yeah. Then he, he came in 95-96, he averaged 30.4, and that was his last season of averaging 30 points a game. But yeah. in 96 and 97, he averaged 29.6 points, and in his final season with the Bulls, he averaged 28.7. So, which are really close to 30 points. Yeah. So, all throughout that season, you know, Scoring multiple times, thirty point games, maybe forty point games. You never know. So, yeah, and he's definitely one of the best scorers of all time. 
we said this in the beginning. Argument for the best yeah. score of all time. Kevin Durant. My best, the best score of all time, in my opinion, is Michael Jordan. It's Michael Jordan. Just look at these numbers, bro. How can somebody, somebody can average 30 points for one season, two seasons, three seasons, four seasons, five seasons, six seasons, seven seasons, seven seasons straight, and eight, eight total seasons out of 15? Yeah. That is good. My thing with Kevin Durant is just because, like I said, he's had the help. Like, he's always been on good team. Like, he's had some good players around him. And I feel like he's more of like a – what's the name? I feel like he's more of a – what do you what do you call it? Like, he pa- he passes the ball more than he had – or uh, like, he was just like, I don't have to score. I don't really have to go out there and score as much. Like, he can pass the ball if he wants to. Wow. Jordan, I mean – Jordan does that, but he was still dominant because you know Pippen wasn't. Pippen was good, but he wasn't really like a great scorer. You know, like he wasn't, or he wasn't really like a scorer type of guy. Yeah, you know, like yeah. And then you had like you had guys who were like like Steve Kerr being a three point shooter and so. But you know, Kevin Durant just had he's had more talent like Golden State, and now when he comes back to Brooklyn with the Nets, and then you got Kyrie, and then you got Westbrook. Man, like, be honest, like, in that triangle's offense, it wasn't meant for Michael Jordan to succeed or score as many points. That's why Michael Jordan in the documentary, he, he, what he was talking about, he was like, well, to win games, I need to score points. And Phil yeah. Jackson was trying to get him, like, nah, you don't need to score all the points in the game to, for you to succeed. You just need, you know, you can be a 25-point player. Michael Jordan didn't like that. And even through that triangle offense, whenever he got it, Whenever he got the ball, send him up on the on the block, fade away, or drive in. Or once he get it on the top of key, he sees an opening, he's gonna take it. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, man, Michael Jordan could score at all levels. And even um, I think it was 95-96. He started incorporating his three point game. How hold on, let me see this. Yeah, his three point percentage in uh in ninety five ninety six was damn near 43% from the field. And right. in the 17 games that he played uh, right when he came back was 50% from the three-point line. For, from the three-point. Yeah. Three oh, point yeah. Line. So, I mean, like, and it wasn't common for people to sit there and just consistently score threes as it is now. So, I mean, if you yeah. want to make an argument like, oh, yeah, LeBron James is a better three-point scorer, like, put it in perspective. Do you think LeBron James back then in the 90s and the 80s would be sitting there scoring threes exactly like how he is now? Probably not, because that's not the game. Like, that wasn't how, you, how you're going to win game. Well, I mean, you could have been like that. Yeah. Like, teams, overall, teams weren't just trying to focus on scoring first. A lot of teams were defense first, stopping the ball, and then score. So, I mean, like, man, like, and and the way Jordan put it was putting a system for him not to score thirty points, and he still did it. Yeah, he'll play great defense. So I mean, man, like I give it up to Michael Jordan, Black Jesus. Oh, that was yeah, that was his nickname. They got him in basketball reference too. It's Black Jesus, Captain. Buck. Yeah, and what's the name? We all know the video. Of the guy asked another told tell. He's like, um, he's like, game on the line. Who's taking the last shot? He's like me. It's a dumb question. Dumb question. 
And it, it was like, and he took it personally. <laughs> and he took it personally. Yeah, he took it personally. Yeah, bro. But man, I know you know that story with Reggie Miller. And you're talking about uh, that one game that Reggie Miller probably scored 30, uh, no, not 30, uh, about 20 points in the first half. And he was like, he was killing Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan barely had any points. Yeah. Back out. And Reggie Miller was disrespecting Michael Jordan, talking trash. Came out second half, Michael Jordan put on a crazy performance. And Reggie Miller only scored once. He clamped him up every time. And Michael. Michael Jordan probably, I think he probably scored like 30 or 40 points in the second half. Oh, yeah. And he was like, oh, yeah, don't disrespect black Jesus like that. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, listen to that. I was hilarious. Like, I hope when, uh, like, not as disrespect, this is not disrespecting LeBron James, but it's just like, man, like, you just coming from like, you just watching, even watching the highlights and seeing the stats that Michael Jordan put up. It's like, man, and the accolades that he has is crazy. And then we, we didn't even get to see it. And now we're even saying, we're looking at the research and it's like, bro, now we even saying, oh, yeah, like he's easily the best player of all time. Yeah. So, like, man, like, Black Jesus is, you know, easily the greatest player of all time. Easily. Oh, yeah. Like, my only thing with LeBron James is like, if he gets like top five in, in assists and wins another ring, I might I might yeah. I might really consider him and put him in that position to be in the GOAT in the GOAT status, but you know it yeah. comes to I mean it just comes to a certain point where it's like you just gotta give it up to people that's in that's in front of you. And you see the mm-hmm. accolades and the and the percentages that they've been putting up and the numbers that they put up, even though you know they put in yeah. a system that wasn't meant for them to see. Crazy. So yeah, yeah. Don't disrespect Black Jesus. Just the at the end of the day. Yeah, that. Um, honestly, yeah, that wraps it up here. Um, yeah, I don't really know what to say, but um, yeah. So we got our. Those were our top ten list. Uh, we will be doing another episode. Sometime soon. Um, I don't know when this will all get published out, so it's gonna be weird. But um, we the next episode we'll be recording is actually with our first guest of the year, our first guest on the show's history, and we're gonna be talking about protecting black women in the Megan Thee Stallion situation, uh, colorism in today's society, the WAP controversy. Because I know y'all been talking about it's not a good example for your kids. I don't know why they listen to it, but whatever. And um, <laughs> how, and if, um, let's name how stuff's starting to be more sexualized in this culture. Um, Jalen, you have any last words for this episode? Same thing. Don't just spat black Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, no, don't disrespect Michael Jordan, because uh, if if you do, he'll take it personally. But um, yeah, it's gonna wrap it for this episode. So I'm Kyle Alexander, and this is Jalen Marcel. Don't disrespect Black Jesus. Oh my gosh. But um, yep, yeah, that is it for this episode. 
We'll talk to you guys next time. See you. Peace.